Welcome to the Big Picture Podcast, where we make sure you know there's more going on than you can see or hear. If this podcast episode helps you, would you consider leaving us a review on the app or platform you're using to listen? We appreciate it. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake. And now, your host, Larry Ragland. Well, welcome into another edition of the Big Picture with Larry Ragland. And guess what? I am Larry Ragland. Shocker. Spoiler alert. We're going to get into some stuff today that's heavy and deep. And y'all know we're going to do that anyway on the Big Picture. But I usually get to do it by myself. But today I got blessed because I got in the house today, coming right back after this, Pastor Miles Rutherford, pastor of Worship with Wonders Church. But more than that, a voice to the remnant. And I'm going to give you a little preview. We ain't playing, y'all. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Welcome in to the big picture. As I said at the beginning of the program, we are going to be getting into some hot and heavy stuff, talking about what the Lord is saying right now to the remnant church. And we're going to bring our guest in in just a moment. But if you have not already done it, make sure you hit that subscribe button down below. Hit me that thumbs up. I have found out. I'm learning a lot about YouTube, y'all, because I'm, I'm new at this thing. I've learned a lot about that thumbs up is big. It's very important. It puts us in front of people uh, that might need to hear something, hear the truth, uh, might need to be uh, not woke but awake. That's our mantra here. Just that might not know anything about this channel. Uh, but when you hit that thumbs up, that goes in the algorithm, helps us out. Subscribing, thumbs up, sharing, comments, all of them help tremendously. If you listen to this on podcast, make sure you follow this podcast. And the big thing on there is to give us a five-star review and write a review. Not just a five-star review. When you write a review, that also puts us in front of people. So thank you very much for doing that. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome into the big picture, Pastor Miles Rutherford. Hey. Ooh, the crowd's going crazy. I love it, man. I love it. I love you. You're awesome. Man, I, you know I feel that way about you, man. I love you, Pastor Miles, your wife, Delana, and everybody there at Worship Wonders Church. It's such an inspiration to pastors like myself and all across the country and around the world, man. You are doing phenomenal work for the Lord, for the kingdom. It's rare. You and I have talked many times privately. Uh, it's rare to find voices that are not afraid to speak truth uh, nowadays, and we thank God that you are one of those voices, and you're a voice in my life, and I'm thankful that you're in my life. So thank you for being on the program. In fact, um, you're one of only two so far that's return guests. So uh, you was one of my first guests that I had here on The Big Picture, and we brought you back by popular demand. Praise God. Come on. So, I love it. Thank so, you so, for having me. Amen. Pastor Miles, how's everything going out there in Hotlanta and everything? What's going on at Worship with Wonders Church? Or Are y'all still having those boring services like y'all have always been known for? Right, yeah. We can't get nobody to shout nothing. <laughs> no, we've had a great time. This weekend was amazing. We had a thing called the Blessing of the Riders. It's the first time we've ever done it. Wow. Um, a guy named Anthony Albergo, he heralds out of Los Angeles. He's got a ministry. Uh, we had on Saturday over 230, right at 230 people here. Hundreds of bikers show up. Man, that is awesome. Very, just, it's, yeah, you've probably seen it, it. And these guys were just. Man, by the end of the night, they were lifting their hands. People got saved. 
Um, wow. The remnant looks the remnant looks a lot different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Say it, Raglan. Say it, sir. Say it. You, you know, I remember one of the the things that you said on our first program. I'll never forget it. And I've I've quoted you. Now the first two or three times I gave you credit, but now everybody thinks I said it. So you know that's how it works. But uh, but you said this. You said uh, I got good news and bad news about the remnant. Never forget it. You said the good news, the bad news first. The bad news is, preacher, sorry, it is much much smaller than you ever dreamed it would be. And the good news is, it's much much more powerful than you ever dreamed it would be. And I'm begin. I see in that everywhere. And and then you add to it now, to those two uh, dynamics of the remnant, it's going to look a lot different than what we thought it was going to look. Is that right? Absolutely. 11th hour Christians are always different than those that have been there all day and they'll Mm. catch slack from it. Mm. Um, The Bible speaks of that, but they're just so radical. And just like you, uh, there's a handful of us. And and I mean that significantly. There's not a lot. Yep. And uh, it's 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 a it's a wonderful time to be alive and preach and and represent the Lord. Isn't it strange, Pastor, that one of the key um, identifiers of a remnant preacher and a remnant church is that they actually still believe in gathering? I mean, that just blows my mind. That if you believe and you are all in on the importance of the gathering, you are now yeah. almost labeled as as. Um, just wild and crazy and uncompassionate and all this, that you simply believe in the gathering. And I know that that's why I love you so much because you know how I feel about it. I, I understand sometimes our situation, thank God for technology, but the remnant wants to be together. The remnant wants to shout together. The remnant wants to dance together. Oh, and by the way, if you're watching this program and you don't know this already, let me just go and tell you, unashamedly on this program we believe in the holy ghost we believe in the power of the holy ghost we believe in the remnant power of the holy ghost we believe that god is pouring out his spirit we still believe in laying on our hands we still believe in dancing we still believe in praising god and we still believe in actually preaching the gospel and that's why i love worship with wonders church because when i go there as a pastor i get refilled because it's hard for me to find a place that still loves the gathering the way y'all do and that loves praise the way you do so pastor just tell me right now, what is your feeling about the gathering? And what do you think is happening with the gathering? What are you experiencing out in Atlanta? I know what I'm experiencing here in Birmingham. So what's going on with the gathering there in the in the corporate overall body of Christ? Well, I will speak uh, concerning the corporate. Uh, there's still a handful of people that just will not gather. And honestly, they're taking their cues from a political stand um, instead of a uh, a spiritual stand. Yep. The Bible speaks, and we know the scripture. It's not a foreign scripture. We've heard it all of our lives, but now we get to have faith in it mm. and use our faith in it. And that is, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Say it. Say it. As you see the day approaching, I don't know any other time My that God. we are much closer to the return of that day right. happening we are now when you see the lawlessness that is abounding in the nation and yep. you see the world beginning to set up for their own gathering mm. which is a, a world order yep um and it's no longer a conspiracy nope. you can see it world health organization absolutely you see united nations have a 2030 agenda world economic gather yep Yep. They will gather and we have to have that faith. Yes. That there is a light in Goshen. Let's mm. come together. Mm. 
Let's arise, let's shine, mm. for our light has come. Yeah. For behold, darkness covers the faces of the deep, even deep darkness over the people, which yep. is talking about the conditioning of people will yep. be so darkening that you're you're going to have to stand with the kingdom of light. And part of that is don't forsake the assemblings. And it's very yeah. important. It's 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 a command. And in and, and, and one of the, the parts of that same scripture in Hebrews, it says, as the manner of some is. And, and so it's always been a tendency that there's always been a, some that don't value the gathering. But like you said, there's when you put that with scriptures, like in Hebrews chapter 12, where it talks about the great shaking, where everything can be shaken, can be shaken, to that which cannot be shaken shall remain. And you look at the, in the last days, I pour my spirit on all flesh. Then you look at, um, there will be a great falling away. When you start putting all those scriptures together, and they all have one thing in common, it's a final generation. They all have one thing in common. It's all happening in a generation. And yeah. there, there's just, I, don't, I just think if anybody is uh, honest with themselves and they're any kind of student of Scripture, even been raised in church and don't even know Scripture, but just know some of the things that Scripture tells us about the end times, you cannot deny that we are either the final generation or, or our kids are the final generation. We're there. The final generation is here. And the things that was prophesied to us that would come is happening. And they used to hide it, pastor. They used to hide it, but they're not even hiding it anymore. You quoted, you know, the world health organization, all these others. And of course, you know, um, the world economic forum and all these things, the great reset that they talked about. And for lo so long, if you heard anybody say that they, you picture them with a tenfold hat on, but it's not conspiracy theory. These They're not hiding it anymore. They are making it very clear what their agenda is. And every, dare I say this word without fear of getting flagged, every virus, every pandemic, every next wave, you know, now we've got this new thing that's going around that's scaring people to death. Its ultimate goal is to isolate and divide us, to keep us away from the gathering. So what are you feeling, Pastor, and what are you telling your leaders, other pastors that you speak into their lives to prepare your congregation and these other pastors that you have influence with to get their minds ready for what is coming? Because I feel, I got a feeling, we haven't talked about this off the air, this is, this is right live in the moment, but I, knowing you, I know you probably can sense the next wave has already started. They're, they're already preparing for to find a way for the shutdowns, the mandates, all of that. So have you made any kind of declaration? I'm not trying to put you on the spot here, but I guess I am. Have you made any kind of declarations about that to your church and to other pastors? How are you helping the body right now prepare for what's coming? Because I think we know what's coming. Well, I've said it since the middle of 2020, when you, when we all went through that and, and as pastors, I think we all should give ourselves grace yeah. for the, even some of the pastors that, that really struggle with that. I think I've always been taught this, Larry, the first time I may need, I may, I may not be at fault, right? but when it happens again and you do the same wrong situation, that's on me. Yep. Um, it was very difficult, the, the season we walked through as pastors, whether we should do this or shouldn't do this, or we should stand for this, we shouldn't stand for this. Well, what if this country, or what if this group of people think this and they wear masks or their uh, strategies or, or their political agendas? Um, it was very difficult. And it just happens to be that we are approaching in about two months a one year 
a one-year prelude to mm. who's going to be the next president of the United States. And yep. If we're not careful as a church, come on, make it plain. As a people, yep, we will fall into the same entrapments that pol- political both sides will placate for mm. us to put our foot in and and ensnare us. I think this. I think we need to be very mindful and make a decision now. I think proactive is always better than reactive. I believe everybody thinks that. Yeah. But I think we need to understand there will be no shutdowns in the house of God. Yeah, 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 say it. We're, we're, we're not going to shut down the house. of Whether you say it's essential or non-essential, uh, what you're doing is allowing what what happened was is the influence. And if you don't believe yeah. that, you need to go back to the statistics say it. of 2020 to 2022, we fell underneath the minority mark. We are now less than 50% mm. of a nation that even believes in God. My God. 33% of the church left the church listen, inevitably not listen. returning in the first six months of 2020. Six months. So you cannot. Yes. Pastor, that happened in six months? In six months. Listen to this, church. Listen. Mm. Wow. 33% said youtube doesn't cut it for me live stream doesn't cut it for me i'm done with church and if you don't believe that go back to the churches because our churches numerically have not acclimated to mm. where where they were before the virus yep, yep. hit but what has happened is is it's created this strength and faith that the mm. people that are there and you said it so well uh everything that will be shaken will be shaken to reveal not who left, but who is left. Yes, 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 yes. Mm. So, and good. then Revelations come back and says he talking. He's talking of one of the seven churches of Asia Minor. He says to the dead church. He said, "Some of you, you say this, but you're dead." Mm. He said, "But now strengthen mm. that which remains, uh. that is ready to die." Wow. And I believe he's talking about those that are like, "I will. This is my hill." Yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. not giving my children up to you. Mm. Oh, and, if I've heard one thing, I've heard, I've heard this. Now, Pastor, is that a hill you want to die on? Well, let me tell you something. My answer is yes. If the hill you're talking about is the truth, if the hill that you're talking about is the gospel, if the hill that you're talking about is whatever I got to do to hear, well done, that good and faithful servant, I will die on that mountain. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is our time. This is our time for the remnant's voice to speak loud and clear. And the ones that are silent, they are as well speaking loud and clear so, on how yeah. they stand. Hey, speaking of that, Pastor, uh, I'm going to put you on full screen here. Can we see your shirt? Can we? Can you stand uh, up? And let me see your shirt because I read it. Look at there. Look at there. Stand up. Give it. Just barely stand up. Just a little bit so we can see it above your name. Come on, there, right there, right there. There it is. There it is. Thank you, Pastor. Look. You know why I had you do that because that is a shifting pastor in this nation. It. I, I told our church and I told a group a group of pastors. I was preaching at a church at a leadership conference not long ago, and it was right after that happened the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And I said, listen, none of us in this room, because I looked around, I realized there was nobody in their 70s and 80s. I said, none of us in this room, chances are, has ever preached a message in our the history of our ministry without the covering of the curse of Moloch over this nation. And 
Now we are preaching. Now, I know it went back to the states, and I know all that, but something released. It had to happen in our generation. It had to. Of course, there's significance in 50 years. Some say 49, right at 50 years, jubilee, a releasing. It had to happen in this time because this remnant generation is so small but so powerful. And not only is are we preaching and the voices are coming out and the words are coming out of our mouths, Pastor, but we're getting downloads. We're getting downloads. There are revelation coming. One of the things I've been talking a lot about, Pastor, is Daniel when, when he's writing in the, and he says, seal up the book until you see the days that knowledge shall increase. Well, for years I've preached about head knowledge, technology, all this. It would be a generation that's smarter than ever. But here lately I've been looking at and thinking, maybe that until the years that knowledge shall increase is a generation where mysteries are going to be revealed to that generation. And there's going to be revelation of Scripture, not adding to or taking away, not new interpretations, but literal things on the text that's been there all along that we just have not been able to see because God would not allow us to see it until this generation. And I'm telling you, there are things that are stacking up, Pastor. Roe v. Wade overturning, revelation coming, a remnant being formed, the power of God, people that, like you said, the people that are coming back to our churches are more determined for the glory of God than ever. Pastor, are we in revival? Are we being conditioned? Are in the history of your ministry, do you feel like that we are, because of all these things lining up, in the middle of the shaking and the, and the sifting, are we positioned for Joel chapter 2? Are we that generation? I believe we are. I believe we are. And at the same time, I'm very cautious to say that our voices are not just a voice to gather, but also to warn. Mm. When we warn, the gathering might be smaller than you anticipate, yep. but it, again, will be stronger. Um, I don't know what the future holds. I don't know that any prophetic voice does. Um, I do believe that we are in that season right now, yes. right now, where we have to make definitive decisions. And uh, this cannot be, and we need to stop politicizing mm moralities wow. um whether you believe in abortion or don't believe in abortion well that means you're a republican that means you're a nope. democrat nope this thing is a demonic evil yep. that came hopefully i don't get you censored here i don't care but it came from in 1600s bc talking mm. about and you can see it in deuteronomy 23 numbers 20 first kings all of these people that point to molech and yep. if you think about it um, this abortion or child sacrifice infanticide mm. uh, is not something that we just created just for population control. This is a satanic, demonic agenda, yep. and it needs to be addressed from pulpits across America. And there, no, there does not need to be silence, nor do we need to uh, mix this with a choice. Um, what is sickening to me, and I'm just going to be honest with you since we're talking about this, is great ministries that we've seen in the past— are uh, inevitably have done wonderful things through the years now have either gone silent number one yep for the sake of not losing influence mm. which i think if if you have to have influence if you if your voice has to be silent during the most proclaiming moment mm. that we should be celebrating I, I question what kind of voice are you trying to reverberate yep especially in america yep say it uh and number two is you cannot, and I repeat this, you cannot separate mm. pro-choice 
and pro-abortion. Mm. They're the only group of people that are doing that are not the people in the world. Mm. It, it is preachers that are saying, well, God says, and this is, I'm, I'm almost verbatim quoting yeah. some of these preachers. And I don't care. You can call it, you, this isn't a racial thing. This it has to deal yep. with a demonic agenda. Yep, yep, yep. What's so unfortunate is you're hearing it from uh, you're hearing it from the platforms yep. of churches that have influence yep. that are saying yep. pro-choice mm. is separate from pro-abortion. Mm, mm, mm. When Britannica, yeah. Webster's Dictionary, Urban Dictionary, Merriam-Webster Online, yeah. all of them say pro-choice is equivalent to giving a woman the right to choose an abortion. Wow. And they're mixing it with the scriptures wow. that say, mm. well, God is a God of pro-choice. Mm. How how yeah how yeah how 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 oh the, 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 i'm so sick of hearing i'm personally pro-life but i'm also pro-choice no 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 there's a line being drawn in the sand pastor and what's happening in my opinion is not only is the shaking happening in the in the whole world but judgment begins with the house of the lord Right? Ain't that what scripture says? That's where it begins. And if there's a revival, I tell our church all the time, revival is not harvest. We've we've made that mistake for so long. Harvest is the fields of the unsaved. Revival is when something's dead comes back to alive. And revival is something that happens in the church. Harvest is something that happens in the world. And we've just so biblically illiterate now, we don't even really realize some of the things that we're saying. And so you you hear these voices. And, and you hear them saying these things. And I'm going to tell you what I think is happening. I think that shaking is removing voices of influence from speaking into the true body of Christ and into this world. And some of these big-time preachers, here's one thing that blew my mind, Pastor. You probably noticed it too, is some of those same ministries that you're talking about, and I know a lot of them right on the top of my head that you're thinking of, that was completely silent on this issue that we're speaking of. Sure did speak up real quick when the issue of tithing came out. But they all had posts on how they believe in tithing. And I'm a tither myself and believe in tithing. But what I'm trying to say is God began to show me, hey, both of them's about money. It's about influence, but it's about money. And pastors, listen, when you start loving money, that's the root of all evil. And so you got to understand something. You don't want to speak up against uh, the overturning of Roe v. Wade because you don't want to upset the, the money people. You don't want to let nobody talk, talk bad about tithe because you don't want to mess up the money people. So when you what you speak about or what you don't speak about speaks volumes. And the thing that was the common denominator in a lot of those major ministries is one they didn't say nothing about, and the other one they all said something about. So what's involved in both of them? The love of money. And I believe God is revealing that. He is revealing. He's pulling down the hirelings, and he's revealing the shepherds. And I'm thankful that you're a shepherd, Pastor. I'm thankful that you and your wife are true shepherds. You love your people. You love your people. Uh, what kind of parent, what kind of parent will not tell the truth to their children? You don't want to tell lies to your children and let them grow up thinking those lies are true. Well, let's take that as far as pro-choice. Do you give your child, uh, you're standing on a corner of a busy street and they're doing 55 miles an hour and your child says, I want to choose to walk out there in the middle of the street. Wow. What father says, well, it's your choice. Yeah. Yeah. Who am I to say? What you decide to do with your life? Well, I'm your daddy, boy. You ain't going in the traffic. Well, that's, what, that's, that's what, what is doing. what is concerning to me about 
pro-choice and pro-abortion, trying to be from a group of ministries, trying to be separated. What is really concerning to me is that they're using biblical mm -hmm. uh, analogies yeah. and scriptures to yeah. define their point. Yeah. And they think yeah. that saying pro-choice is giving what they're trying to say is I'm not trying. They don't, you don't hear them say murder a child. You just yeah, say, I'm yeah. giving the woman a choice yeah. to murder the child. Yeah. Well, if, if, if pro-choice is fine, then they, in the same context will feel they need to answer. They'll, they'll say things like this. We don't need the government yeah. to make it illegal for a woman. Well, then we don't need a government to make it illegal to run a red light. Right. Yep. We don't make it, the government needed to make it illegal for us to drive on the opposite side of the road. And, the, and, and my concern is, is what they believe is that if you take the woman's right to choose, the next is civil rights, the next is voting rights, mm -hmm. the next is human rights. Yeah, yeah. That is so far from the truth. Yeah, yeah. Um, things have to be set in place. And I'm thankful that the, the laws of our land are now protecting innocent babies. Yeah. If, and this is the next argument that I am just bewildered by. And, and again, I don't want to make this political, but it's the argument that comes from a political statement. And that argument is, well, if you're pro-life, pro then why don't you care for babies outside of the womb mm -hmm. when it comes to gun control laws? Well, I'm, I have a hard time with that because you, you're talking about, first of all, it's unfortunate for anybody to, to lose their life yes. from a gun. Yes. Uh, in 2020, 24,000 people were shot and killed, 24,000. Mm. But yet the abortion rate was millions. Right. Um, the argument is de a, def a definite argument. But the thing about guns is guns also have defense. Uh, a baby in the womb has no defense. Mm. 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 Um, so you are actually caring for life outside of the womb. Uh by giving now, do I think there's gun control needs to be stricter? Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. There's a lot of that needs to happen. I'm not against that, but I hate the fact that pol politics are playing such a hard role in the church. If the if the, if the true church is going to stand up, we're going to have to be kingdom before yeah. we are any color yeah. or voting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and pastor, it is it is really a lot of these arguments are straw man arguments. They're 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 being different topics are being used to divert from the issue. Uh, I, I did a, a episode on here. It's one of our previous episodes. Anybody uh, got the guts to go back and watch it. It was just big, bold letters on my thumbnail. S I N sin. And it said the one thing everybody's got in common, but nobody wants to talk about. And the reality is this, everything we're talking about is rooted in the fact that we're missing the mark, that it's sin, that it's sin against God. And, and right. I, and I, and I can almost get the fact that if you don't believe in God and you're not a believer, then what's the big deal? Uh, but if you are a believer, that's what this podcast is about. That's we're trying to reach the unbelievers. Yes. But we're also trying to ignite the believers, the remnant believers. And, and that's what we're talking about y'all. And, and I just also want to say this to you. This is not an uncompassionate argument we understand oh. very compassionate 
with the women that have gone through this. I have multiple women in our church that have walked through this and uh, very horrible situations, the guilt, the shame. And, you know, you walk that line of, rec- of restoring and recovery. If you're watching this and you've, you've had an abortion in your life, we're not judging you. We know that God can forgive anything and restore anyone from past hurts and pains. We're talking about uh, not trying to beat somebody down of what's happened in the past. We're just trying to open the people's eyes to what the thing is, what the matter is. It is not a choice. It is a life. And I think when I think about that, I think about this, Pat. I think about, you know, how the Bible says, how can they believe in what they have not heard? And how can they hear without a preacher? And I think about how many preachers didn't make it. How many, how many potential presidents didn't make it? How many mayors that could have changed the city didn't make it? I mean, they, they were taken from us. They were taken from us. And now we at least have a shot in this remnant to see people, kids have a shot to become the change that we all say we need. A lot of the change that some of these people say that, that, that our nation and the world needs was probably ready to be born that didn't make it. So we thank God that they got that shot now. And so, so pastor, ma'am, this has been amazing. We could go all day long. We could just go all day long, but I want to ask you one last thing. For those that, by the way, for those that have made it to this point, you are remnant, okay? If you're still watching, we thank God you're remnant, okay? If you can handle the talks that we've had. But, you know, the reality is this. If we don't say it, who's going to say it, Pastor? Somebody's got to be a voice. You know, I told the Lord, I've told him years ago in different ways, but the word, I heard another pastor say this, and it just, I mean, it clicked in me. And I just said, Lord, I refuse to be an echo of the world from this day forward. I will be a voice and not an echo, a voice and not an echo. And whatever the consequences are, let it be. So that's what this program is about. Now, before we close this program, Pastor Miles, um, I know, man, you're flowing in the spirit. Everywhere y'all go, you're going, you're preaching at conferences and pouring into other congregations. God is using you in an apostolic way to encourage pastors, raise up congregations, raise up visions. But, you know, of course, your church is your main focus and, and your family and so forth. Got a lot of stuff going on in your personal life and good things happening in your life. So you're very busy. But your main focus in your life is the gospel and the mission, the mission of God. So can you take about three minutes, five minutes, and just look in the camera and just speak out of your heart to the body of Christ, to maybe even if you feel that, if there's an unbeliever watching. But just know that people from all over the world, from all different cultures, all different belief systems are watching this right now. And somebody needs to speak in their life in this moment. Would you share your heart for about three to five minutes? Yes, I will. I'm not sure if I shared with you on this pro, pro, uh, program about what God showed me in, in Houston. Mm. Uh, but if, if not, I'm going to reiterate it. The Lord showed me a time clock. And I don't have visions, but he showed me a time clock. And all the parts of the time clock said zero except for the last number. And the last number represented seconds. Um, the Lord spoke to me and he said, uh, I am not showing you an alarm clock. That was in 2020. I, I have set an alarm clock, but I'm showing you a time clock. And he said, and I'm going to sp- speak to the to ministries right now and share with you my heart of what the Lord spoke to me because I was very disturbed by it. Um, and he brought me to Isaiah 1, 9, and it says, unless the Lord of hosts had left a very small remnant, wow. that word remnant, we all know that's a very powerful word right now. This nation would have been turned into Sodom and we would have been made like an unto Gomorrah. Wow. Um, that's Isaiah 1, 9. And he said, there's not much time left. 
you need to raise your voice. Mm. And he told me these words. He says, he said this, Miles, he said, everybody's wanting an awakening and everybody wants revival. And he said, nobody's responsible for that but me. Mm. God himself. He says, I send the awakening. I send the revival. He said, nobody wakes themselves up. Mm. Uh. You don't go to bed and say, I'm going to wake up at such and such time. And you wake yourself up wow. and you don't resurrect yourself. Even Jesus himself wow. did not resurrect himself. Mm. He said before, which is very important because God does not do anything unless he reveals it to his prophets first. And yes. I believe God was more, Jesus was more than just a sign. He was more than just a prophet. He was a son of God, but he prophetically spoke a whole lot in his life. He, and he said in three days, I'm going to get back up. Yes. And so God has to have somebody release a voice, which uh, Pastor Larry, Bishop Larry, you just said as well. Um, you have to have, how will they hear without a preacher? But Jesus himself said, he, he never said, I raised myself up. Only one thing raised uh, Jesus from the grave. The Bible gives us a scripture says, if the same spirit mm. that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he will quicken, make alive you, your mortal body. And so we don't get we're not the starters of revival hmm. repentance repentance plays a huge key and we're not the starters of an awakening only god can awaken and only god can send revival that's not our responsibility our responsibility so is good. our response mm. yes that's so good and he brought me to isaiah 60 and he said these words arise shine mm. those two words means get up mm. and to get loud wow for your wow. light has come. We are in a place right now where our response to this and to the next things that come down the pipe and everything that's going on is no, not this time. No. We are getting our voice back. We are speaking up. Mm. We are going to unite. We are going to rally together. And it's not going to be a political rally. Mm. It's going to be kingdom mindset rally and yes, god sir. is bringing people together all across this nation bishop larry they sounded like you they mm. sound like me yep. there's a group of them and they have not had a voice until somebody got up and started saying something and they're saying that's how i think that's in my heart i yep. don't know how to say it but everything they're saying is exactly what i'm thinking and yes. it's giving them a voice to speak up wow and that's what I'm believing God is, is doing right now. And it's not a time to play. Nope. Nope. The time clock is winding down. Seconds. Uh, there is a trumpet that's going to blow. Oh my God. Uh, I believe that the, the declining of the American church is a sign. Yep. According to prophetic word given by Smith Wigglesworth, that it would be on the decline and that would be the greatest move of all, all times. And then you would see the end of the world or the end of you would see you would see Jesus come back. Um, there's too much prophetic flames much. going on right too now, much. and it's not a time mm -hmm. to, to appease people or have the fear of man instead of the fear of God. Yep. We've traded in the fear of God for the fear of man, yep. and we got to get that back. we got to get it back in the pulpits, and we've got to teach people not church growth seminars, but hey. disciple seminars. My God. Oh, did y'all hear that, preachers? Not church growth, discipleship. Whew. That needed to be said. Mm -hmm. That needed to be said, Pastor. That needed to be said. 
you know me, my heart is pastors. I love pastors. I love my church, but I pastor pastors. I just love it. I love You're raising awesome. up pastors. And, and that word you just said is what burns in my spirit is that it's time to get back to discipleship. You know, you know, our, both of our pastors, one of our, our covering, we're connected to and under Dr. Rob Parsley. You know, I, I, I think he was quoting his pastor, Dr. Sumrall, I'm not sure, but uh, he said, much is to be gained to a return to the discarded values of the past. I'll never forget saying, I quoted that so many times as a young preacher. Love Dr. Parsley. We're both connected with him. Yeah. And you're connected greatly, went through the Bible college there. Uh, but, you know, I think about those generals. I think about all those that went before us. And I think about all those that prophesied and heard from God about, watch this, us. Heard about us. And this that, generation. This generation. And he chose us. Can, is that mind-boggling when you start thinking about Smith Wigglesworth ain't here. Old Roberts is not here. Billy Graham is not here. And we're the last generation. And God said, you're the ones. So pastors, get bold. Stand up. Be bold. Open your mouth and speak and, and realize, not just pastors, but child of God, realize God in his infinite all-knowingness, he knew that you would be born at this moment. He knew that you could do this. You could handle this if you would just let God do it in your life. Pastor, will you stretch your hands and just say a quick prayer over everybody that's watching this? I sense in my spirit, God's about to touch somebody's life. Father, I just speak right now. God, you sent the Holy Spirit. Yes. And the whole purpose of speaking, of bringing us the Holy Spirit, was to give us a promise that we would be endued with power. Yes. Father, I thank you that we will not placate anymore. Yep. We will not perform anymore. We will speak from a place and not for a place. Mm. Father, I speak for a boldness to come upon the people of God, yes. not just preachers. Preachers don't preaching doesn't come from ordination, it comes from salvation. Yes. All of us are preaching in some form or fashion. Go into all the world and preach. Father, I speak a boldness mm. and an authority of which is coming under attack in these next season. I speak that they will rise up in the name of the Lord Jesus yes. Christ, not our own agendas, not our own policies, not our own church attendance, but in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we will see authority come. Yes. I thank you that same anointing that was on Moses when he threw a rod down yes. and the, the world mocked and they sent their rods, that that same anointing will swallow up the world's rods and it will show that the I am that I am mm. is more powerful than anything the world or culture can give us. I thank you we're in a defining moment. Yes. I thank you fire of God falling on every altar that is full of a sacrifice yes, in Lord. Jesus name. Amen. 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 Come on. Come on. Praise the Lord. We give you praise, Lord. If you prayed and you were renewed, you were refreshed, maybe you gave your heart to the to the Lord today, you were healed in your body, you felt the power of God, comment down below and let us know so we can rejoice with you. Pastor Miles, thank you so much, so much for buying my Thanks heart for coming. Me. And I want to throw up your website here. For those that want to know more about their ministry, you can Google or you can for Worship with Wonders Church, Worship with wonders.org they can find you on youtube they can find you on facebook instagram and y'all better put your seatbelt on if you follow him on instagram now you just go i'm just going to tell you that right now he's going to say some stuff so um pastor miles thank you for all you do thank you for who thank you me. are i appreciate I you love you man love you so much love everything you do 
Well, thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much. It means the world to me. It really does. And I especially want to thank everybody else that watched this because it has been a tremendous program. And I believe some people have been touched and lives have been changed all over this world, not just this area and region. But thank God for this technology that I'm still here. I think I made it through here. I might have got kicked off. I don't know. But if I'm still here and you're still watching me, I'm thankful for you. And if you hadn't hit that subscribe button yet, please do that. Share this broadcast. And give us a five-star review if you listen to the podcast. We have been blessed with Pastor Miles Rutherford today. We got more guests coming up for you, more things that we're going to speak truth to because we are not woke, but we are certainly awake. I'll see you next time. For more information, go to LarryRaglin.tv. God bless. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Big Picture Podcast. We hope it helped you, encouraged you, and empowered you. Please consider leaving us a review on your app of choice and share with family and friends. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake.